Hello and welcome to the 3H2 Humans Mastermind Symposium of Infinite Possibility Radio Show. Each episode, Lynn and Mustachio will explore continuums of meaning, varied perspectives, and thought seeds to place in the garden of the mind. Who knows what will grow? So sit back, stand up, drive or jog, whatever the motion may be, we are here to support each individual's journey to define health, happiness, and a humble perspective during the information era. Enjoy. Greetings! Today is November 24th, 2016. It's a Thursday and Thanksgiving Thursday. The holiday has given me the push needed to record this episode and get moving. (laughs) Today's episode is Season 2, Episode 7, and we will be going over a 10 list for the 3H2 Humans Grand Opening Celebration. This episode is going to be a bit different than past episodes because it is less structured. It's going to be shorter, no uh, five lists today, just one ten list. And we're going to free flow the announcements. Much of the feedback Mustachio and I have received lately has been to increase the free-flowing monologues and decrease the amount of time spent per episode. I personally (laughs) like the longer episodes. I think uh, the 3H2 Humans show format of a 10 list, which has some sort of basic topic, and the 10 lists consist of thought seeds. Many other speakers have their 10 lists or information prefaced as you should do this. When you do this, this happens. We don't really believe that. As a part of conscious communication, each human is different. To misuse you and to speculate that the listener feels the same way I do about something is a bit foolish. as we know, humans are unique and unpredictable. These are thought seeds and other 10 lists are thought seeds. Plant them in the garden of the mind and see what grows. One of the comments on the podcast review show was that the show is a bit too structured and the monologues were enjoyed more. So for this show, we are listening to listener feedback. We appreciate the three by three reviews that people have been leaving. Thank you. This is a big help. We are on a bit of a crusade to improve the review system. And it's not just in iTunes. It's on Yelp and Google. Any type of place to give feedback on a business or a process, it seems it's one end of the continuum or another. Either the person hates the show or loves it. I don't think that's a accurate depiction of reality. Those people who said the show or the thing, whatever it is, is terrible, probably had a few things that were enjoyed and vice versa. The people who say this thing is wonderful probably had a few suggestions for improvement, but our culture is structured to where honest, constructive feedback is rare and a bit intimidating for many people. We at 3H2 Humans understand constructive feedback and individual perspectives from others helps us grow. 
we have our own reality and other people have theirs. Understanding other people's reality, oddly, helps us to better understand our reality. So thank you (laughs) to everyone out there who has provided feedback and is contributing to repairing the review system. We talked about that a bit in the last episode when we covered the election, about how this current presidential election is a bit of a boost for the silent majority. This is a concept we will probably go over in the future because it's hiding in plain sight. And this is a theme throughout history where a few seemingly powerful people control many. And if those people, if the many stood up and joined as one, then big changes could happen. And that's what's going to happen in the future. This is a part of the way the economy and society, the metas which form human behavior are changing. We as a culture benefit from the silent majority speaking up. So please speak up, especially for those who feel like they don't have a voice. And it's a bit scary, I'll admit, even for me, when I first left reviews, I was a bit nervous and wasn't really sure how the system worked or how people would interpret what I had said. (laughs) And as the uh, five list for entrepreneur podcasts showed us, much of what we thought was inaccurate. We thought the world was a bit ready for three by three reviews and an interactive approach to leaders as opposed to just saying you're awesome or you suck. I don't think that's going to help leaders to become optimized. A more balanced approach benefits everyone in the end. All right, Mustache was saying to get on going. This is our, uh, <laughs> our short episode today. For the 10 list, these are concepts related to the 3H2 Humans Grand Opening. Number one, the 3H2 Humans Spokane Grand Opening. Number two, fall to winter transitional thoughts. Number three, learn from trial and error. Number four, meet and mingle with 3H2 humans. Number five, raffle, catering, and silent auction. Number six, local business and nonprofit participation. Number seven, build community relationships. Number eight, enjoy a day of something new. Number nine, exposure to novel mindsets and people. And number 10, explore philosopher Pliny the Elder. Okay, so number one, 3H2 Humans Spokane Grand Opening. We have updated the website to where the backstory is present on the website for how 3H2 Humans began. And the name first took hold in 2011. And a part of the story that's not included is a motivation for it was um, an experience that I had. I was living in Pullman and I was a server and bartender at the Hilltop restaurant. The Hilltop has gone through major renovations and a restaurant that was popular probably before I was born (laughs) no longer exists. And I was fortunate enough to work the, the last day that the hilltop was open. And in doing so, 
I had the section by the window, and I heard whispers that the mayor of Pullman, Mayor Glenn Johnson, the voice of the Cougs, <laughs> go Cougs, <laughs> was in my section, and I didn't know what he looked like. And I experienced a case of mistaken identity. There was a very boisterous, rude gentleman, if he can be called that. <laughs> And he was buying expensive alcohol and talking about his limo rides and really being a big showboat. I thought he was the mayor. So I was nicer to him because of that. Even though he was a bit rude, I used external validation to alter my moral compass. And sitting next to him was a sweet old couple who... who sat there and listened to this rude man and was a bit disturbed. So instead of me tending to the mayor and having that experience, I was encouraging someone to create a less than ideal environment. So I was doing the opposite of what I intended due to external validation. If I would have followed my own moral compass and used internal validation, I would have given more attention to the sweet couple rather than the flashy man with uh, some people about my age with him. Once everything was all said and done, I felt uncomfortable with my behavior. And we were slammed because it was the last night. And the little time that I had, I was giving attention to the person who was begging for it rather than the person who had earned it. It's strange. Being in the goofball that I am, I wrote Mayor Glenn Johnson a letter. And I had said, hey, I'm the server that was at the hilltop. And I want to apologize for my behavior and that man's behavior. I appreciate your efforts as a mayor. Because I do believe mayors have a lot on their plate and need to tie a lot in. And so it was pretty much an apology letter. And on the letter, that was the first time I wrote 3H2Humans, Health, Happiness, and Humble. And it just kind of came to me. And I think because I was so focused and compassionate and in a a soul-based mindset that everything came together. And we talk about there is no good and bad and right and wrong. If that experience didn't happen, then I likely wouldn't have wrote the mayor a letter and maybe 3H2Humans would be something else. I don't know. (laughs) But uh, Mayor Glenn Johnson wrote back to me and uh, said, hey, these kinds of things happened. We had a great time. Thank you for providing service. He was very kind and compassionate. And I felt better. And it's a little goofy to be a a server and then send the mayor a letter, but it felt right. And I had ignored my moral compass before, and I didn't want to do that again. I wanted to listen to intuition and offer a nugget of compassion, even though it was a little weird. I do that a lot. (laughs) And some time had passed... And I had still worked for the Hilltop, but it was with uh, catering. The restaurant was no longer open, but we would do events. And we did another event where 
the mayor was there. And I thought, oh my gosh, I wonder if he remembers me or those kinds of things. And uh, (laughs) as I was serving around the table, he had said, oh wow, this is great. And he was very positive and and I don't know maybe it's a coincidence but I think he knew I was the one that wrote the letter and he wanted to comfort me and to let me know that I'm human I made a mistake I recognized that mistake and I rectified it so at the end it was a happy story (laughs) and I was able to offer the mayor a plus service that was my objective and I was given a second chance and I was on it I really put forth my A-game. And yes, it's just serving food and pouring wine. But as a mentor once told me, whether the job is big or small, do it right or not at all. And I believe this. So (laughs) that was the story of how 3H2Humans was first in writing to someone outside of myself. And that began in Pullman. I thought I was going to set up shop there, but fate had other plans for me. I ended up moving to Spokane after graduating from Washington State University with a degree in psychology and criminal justice. And that's where I am now. I ran into Mustachio here in Spokane. We got together, started the radio show, and 3H2Humans really began. And even though... The company was officially first formed around 2013. Now that it's 2016, we're having a grand opening. And the reason why it's a grand opening rather than an anniversary is because we're still figuring things out. (laughs) We've had a huge pivot lately, and we're going to apply this pivot. The products have changed. Some of the direction the company's going has changed. And (laughs) yeah, Masachio's there joking about uh, Bob's Burgers. How in the opening credits it says grand opening, then grand reopening, then grand (laughs) re-re-opening. If we were more truthful, this would be a grand re-re-opening. But that's a lot to put on a pamphlet. So this is our way of saying, hey, we are here in Spokane. We want to practice what we preach and provide benefits and relationships within the community. And for now, this is our home base. I've lived in San Jose, California, Seattle, Washington, Pullman, and Spokane. And who knows, maybe down the road, 3H2 humans will move. But for now, it's a Spokane operation and we want to let our presence be known. So we are holding a Spokane Grand Opening Celebration. Oh, and on that side note, Mustachio reminds me, we were watching the uh, Cougars game a couple days ago and the coach, Mike Leach, was interviewed and the interviewers walked with him from his coffee stop downtown, which it looked like it was Morrow Coffee. I don't know if the name is still the same, but it was kind of neat. Right as he was leaving, I could see where I used to live. I lived in a studio apartment above Pizza Perfection, downtown Pullman. 
And come to find out, the same path that I walked each morning to class was the same as Mike Leach, the uh, coach of the Washington Cougars football team. And he walked by the place I used to live and then took a left by this beautiful mural that's painted on the Hammer coffee shop wall. I spoke to the artist who created that painting. I watched him each day add a little bit more. And then they walked across the bridge that's very quaint and then down the path. And it was neat for me to see someone else physically walking the same path as me. And I recognize that I'm at peace, that I no longer walk that path, but I'm grateful that I did. So it was a little reminder. I'm having a little bit of flashbacks and reflecting on who I used to be and who I am today. So if anyone saw that clip, uh, it's pretty neat. That's a path I used to walk. Little joys in life. (laughs) And another reason why it's such a big deal for me is because I came from San Jose, California, and I worked the 60-hour Silicon Valley work week. I sat in traffic. I worked Monday through Saturday, and I was able to see a different life that I created for myself. Instead of 30 minutes of bumper-to-bumper freeway traffic, I walked and walked across a river and saw nature and other people on a foot commute. And it reminds me of how far I've come. And that's another reason why I wanted to talk about this is with my journey and other people's journeys, it's difficult to know what the specifics of every backstory is. That's why I say it's not necessarily relevant towards validation. It helps. It's extremely difficult to communicate every element of a backstory. But here are two (laughs) of ours. The uh, story about the mayor And then having a foot commute, which was extremely enjoyable. That's my preferred method to get around is walking. Okay, moving right along. Number two, fall to winter transitional thoughts. This is a theme of the party, fall to winter. We plan to have it decorated as such. And it's a bit of a metaphor for what 3H2Humans is going through right now. A fall to winter transition. We let our leaves fall. We became exposed. And now we're going to have a little bit of dormancy to ingest, reflect, and modify the changes. And examine which ones are beneficial and which ones aren't. And as a pattern in my life, that's what fall to winter has been. It's a transitional time. And modern humans oftentimes are encouraged to ignore seasonal changes and just continue with life as is. I operate best when I recognize the seasons. I change my eating habits, sleeping schedule, amount of exercise, workload. I tend to lighten the workload in the winter and catch up on projects. So that's what this party is about, allowing the leaves to fall off. Let ideas of what used to be go and allow room for new leaves and something great to be created down the road. So it's not right now, but come spring, new flowers will be created. Number three, learn from trial and error. 
We talk about critical thought, how the process of critical thought consists of ingest, reflect, and modify. So what we want to do with this event is apply lessons from the past. Two fundraisers which stick out in my mind are a gun club fundraiser for Washington State University and a lands council fundraiser. I participated in both and with the gun club fundraiser, it was the first fundraiser I had organized. This was a couple years ago. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have much direction and the outcome was less than ideal. (laughs) Everything worked okay, but I lacked the organization I needed in order to be more successful. So that's a lesson that I'm applying to this fundraiser that I learned from the past was that I wasn't as organized and I waited till the last minute to do too much. And I became overwhelmed and it wasn't fun. It felt like a chore. And fundraisers have the word fun in them. (laughs) They're meant to be enjoyable and create some sort of a positive benefit for oneself and the community. And I lost sight of that due to poor planning and poor judgment in many areas. Lucky for me, the president and vice president of the gun club stepped it up. Where I failed, they rectified my poor judgment. And that was a tough pill to swallow, to fail, to have this grand idea and then have someone else implement an even better idea at the last minute. And their ideas were better than mine. So I'm grateful that they were true to their positions in leadership as president and vice president, recognized I was on a path to failure. (laughs) And the gun club fundraiser turned out to be a success. We raised money, the participants had fun, but I beat myself up. I didn't really enjoy myself as much as I could have. The next lesson was from the Lands Council fundraiser here in Spokane in April. This one I had less of a leadership role. I was a donator. I gathered up gift baskets and donated them. And there was a lot of items. I would say over 30 or so. And they were put in bundles and I emailed the organizer how I wanted the bundles and I put them in bins and then did post-it notes on where things go because it was a bit confusing. For transportation reasons, I put many of the items together in plastic bins to carry them. And that still took several back and forth trips. When I got to the fundraiser, the gift baskets were not organized the way that I had requested. And the items I wanted spread out were grouped together. So one person would just win like the same stuff (laughs) instead of a little sprinkle around. It's not a big deal, but the organization wasn't there. And this is a theme that popped up again a couple years after the fundraiser for Washington State University Gun Club. And I thought (laughs) I was organized and I thought I had done my due diligence, but somewhere along the line, there were miscommunications. And the fundraiser turned out to be a success, but it was a bit stressful for me showing up to the event and seeing the gift baskets 
not the way I intended and then feeling a bit uncomfortable that I didn't want to arrange them. I think it would have been okay. They probably would have preferred that I step in and do something, but I felt like it was in their hands. And at that point, I was a guest rather than a volunteer. And perhaps that's my poor judgment call again. If I would have been a bit more aggressive and talked to the people and said, hey, these items go here and coordinated it the day of, it would have turned out a bit better, but I didn't want to. (laughs) I uh, had a lot going on in my life and I wanted to just enjoy. I didn't want to work and organize and lead. I wanted to participate. And now with this event, I'm going to give extra attention to people who donate and who give gift baskets. And I'm going to meticulously document what they want, where it goes, and have pink zone tangibility. That's what I feel the Lands Council fundraiser lacked was pink zone tangibility. There wasn't a document from me to the organizers to the volunteers who set up the gift baskets. And that's why pink zone tangibility is crucial because it creates some sort of tangible form of information. Because when the information is just in my head or just in someone else's head, it's extremely difficult to psychically relay that to someone. Us humans have gone away from our sixth sense over time. So (laughs) for this fundraiser, I learned from the gun club one to be more organized as an organizer. And I also learned from the Lands Council fundraiser to be more organized as someone who donates. I was able to see the fundraising process from both sides, an organizer and a donor. And now I'm organizing another event and I'm gonna take these things into account. So I'm gonna learn from trial and error. And anyone out there who is going to donate, It is beneficial to give me some sort of pink zone tangibility document. Let me know the specifics desired in terms of participation with this event. An email or some sort of traceable document is so much more effective than a conversation in person or over the phone. And anyone else who wants to learn from trial and error, Participate in this event, apply past lessons, learn and grow with us. Number four, meet and mingle with 3H2 humans. I am an introvert. I'm very similar to Lisa Simpson. Oddly, there are many nuances with her character that are the same with me. We're both vegetarians. We use conscious communication and we like to explore and investigate. These are the type of people I imagine will be at this event. Lisa Simpsons with a few Homers and Barts and Marges all in the mix. (laughs) And I've found also in my adult life, it's been difficult for me to create new bonds and new friendships. In my youth, it was much easier. There was more exposure and openness to new relationships. And as an adult, I've found that I tend to just kind of have my own program and other people tend to have their program. And getting those programs together is difficult. I feel this event is something to bring those programs together. 
to join people with a common interest. The basic idea behind 3H2Humans is optimization of health, happiness, and a humble perspective on an individual level. So when I say meet and mingle with 3H2Humans, this is what I'm talking about. 3H2Humans are people who consciously consider health, happiness, and a humble perspective within their daily life. And although it may be a small crowd, there is a crowd. There are people who desire these same things that I do. And this is a way for me to invite people to a 3H2Humans pink zone. Come to the party. Explore a new perspective. And network. Time goes by quickly. And having a beneficial network of people and other perspectives to expedite growth is something I crave. I crave to understand how other people understand the world. So (laughs) for those out there who want a bit more, come on down (laughs) to the 3H2Humans grand opening and meet and mingle with like-minded people and go out on a limb. Express suppressed views in a welcoming environment. That's what this is. 3H2Humans are compassionate communicators and recognize individual perspective as well as a shared understanding. And in order to reach a shared understanding, it's beneficial to first understand someone's individual perspective. And I do encourage folks who plan on attending the party to check out the jargon on the 3H2 website and use some of those words, throw them into conversation. And maybe other people have different definitions than 3H2. Perhaps someone has a different idea of what critical thought is or a shared understanding. Share those. Feel comfortable being true to oneself. That's what this party is about. We're just a bunch of misfits getting together who want to create positive change. We want to practice what we preach and apply that saying of whether the job be big or small, do it right or not at all. Come to the party, meet new people, open up, come out of the shell. That's what I'm going to (laughs) do. And I appreciate each person who wants to come on this journey with me. Thank you. All right, that is number four, meet and mingle with 3H2Humans. Number five, raffle, catering, and silent auction. These are some of the big components of the party. We're going to have a raffle with Pliny the Elder, the top-rated beer from Russian River Brewery, 3H2 items such as the Cognitive Discovery Game, 3H2 handcrafted pens, which are quite nice. I've learned the process of how to create a wood pen, and it's pretty cool. And there's an abundant amount of woods, also acrylics that can be used. And I'm a bit primitive where I do a lot of my work on pen and paper and note taking. So little things like that. Sometimes it's nice to have a fancy pen. (laughs) Also items from local businesses who donate and certificates of donation to nonprofits. It's just going to be kind of a smorgasbord of stuff. And then the raffle tickets, 
will be on sale at the event. And the catering, I am a vegetarian and I like it when I go to restaurants or events where I can eat anything, where it's all vegetarian. So even though there are going to be a lot of meat eaters there, it will be a vegetarian catered event. So if someone out there is a vegetarian or wants to eat clean, healthy food, as opposed to fried momentary gratification food, come to this event. And we do plan to hire one of my favorite vegetarian cooks in Spokane. So it is still in the works, but uh, I do hope that goes through because I have sampled her food. And for me, it's in many ways even tastier than animal products. Because for my body type, it's healthier. I process natural foods better than dairy and eggs and uh, some of the vegetarian food items that include animal participation. Because I'm not a vegan, but I'm moving towards that way. And hopefully this will expose other people to tasty vegetarian treats. There's an abundant amount of food that is nutrient-dense, filling, and vegan or vegetarian. So come explore. Sample the food. We'll have hot and cold appetizers. And come to find out, catering is quite expensive. <laughs> uh, this is the first large event I've organized, and I almost half of the cost is in the food. So please come and enjoy the food. <laughs> also, we will have a silent auction. These are my two favorite types of ways to win prizes and participate in fundraising events are raffles and silent auctions. It allows for a bit of healthy competition in order to fundraise. And for me, when I bid on silent auction items, I tend to go for the less expensive ones that I can really up the bid rather than only put one bid on an expensive item. So Mustachio says explain that. <laughs> okay, so at the Lands Council event, I bid and won a painting and a cruelty-free purse. Those are relatively cheap items, but they were below my price range so that I could boost it up and allow those people who donated to give even more benefit than what was anticipated. So to me, that's kind of an element of the silent auction. In many ways, it's almost intended to bring in more revenue than the item is worth. <laughs> and I know that seems kind of counterintuitive, but it's a fundraiser. So I do encourage people, instead of using the full budget on one item, to allow for some wiggle room on a potentially less expensive item. It's more fun that way. And uh, <laughs> it was cute at the Lands Council event. Uh, my main companion and I really wanted the, this painting of a duck with its wings spread out. And we would watch it. And when someone would come up and bid, we'd go over and check out what the bid was and then add to it and then wait to see what happened. It was kind of fun and exciting. It's like a a safe adrenaline rush. 
So check that out. And especially if a silent auction event has never been attended, give it a go and experience something new. Also at the event, we plan to have interactive posters. When I go to events, I like to do something. I don't really like to just stand around. And with the interactive posters, we want to hear other people's opinions on five lists and other mastermind type of cultural things. I have never done this before. (laughs) Uh, And when I say this, I mean organizing interactive posters as well as information posters. That's going to be a focal point of the event is to learn about things and also participate. We talk about explicit learning. Explicit learning is a hands-on type of learning where the why behind something is explored. So with the interactive posters, explore the why. Why are these ideas had? And express them and share. Uh, Share thought seeds with others. Similar to a flower bed, thoughts are most beautiful when there's a variation. All right, that's number five, raffle, catering, and silent auction. Number six, local business and nonprofit participation. At 3H2Humans, we talk about diligence today equals a thriving community tomorrow. We want to practice what we preach and create that thriving community tomorrow. That begins with building relationships. In the research I've conducted, many of the people who quote unquote make it have a friend or someone they know personally, which helps boost their career. Having some sort of inside perspective. And that's why instead of it just being about 3H2Humans, we want to include local businesses and nonprofits. We want to get the word out about other companies and organizations that benefit society and believe in diligence today for a thriving community tomorrow. So we are selective on which organizations we welcome in because we want it to be an ideal fit. And when I say ideal fit, I mean that our morals and ethics are in line with other people's morals and ethics. And we are currently accepting donations from local businesses for the raffle and the silent auction, as well as we do have room for three more nonprofit organizations here in Spokane to participate in the event. If there is interest, send an email to 3h2humans at gmail.com and let me know how one's own business or organization would fit in with this event. And that is number six, local business and nonprofit participation. Let's have this be a group mastermind event. Number seven, build community relationships. This ties into number six and many of the ideas expressed with 3H2Humans about strength in numbers. That's what I mean by building community relationships. The silent majority will benefit from coming together. And that's what I hope this event will do. Bring some of us introverted Spokane business people together so we can lean on each other 
and share resources and contribute to positive morals and ethics in business. We've talked on previous episodes about that's where we feel the economy is going rather than cheap products that offer short-term gratification. The economy is shifting more towards green businesses, businesses that pay their employees a fair wage and create products that have a a light carbon footprint. This is the future. (laughs) Green business. And we want to encourage those in the community who are headed in this direction because it's difficult right now because that's not the mainstream. The mainstream is still a bit more of what's flashy, what's cheap, and that's not really 3H2 humans. We're about diligence and consideration of health, happiness, and a humble perspective. And how does that work into a business meta? Are these things being considered as products or services are being dispensed? Is there an eye for health, happiness, and a humble perspective? These are the types of community relationships we want to nurture. And uh, (laughs) being in the writing cave and keeping to myself and being an introvert, all those things pose a challenge to create these community relationships. And I can admit this. So I do request help from other people in the community. Get involved in this event. Contact me and give me ideas on how to create a thriving community tomorrow because I don't have all the answers. I have ideas and thought seeds, but no absolutes. All trial and error. (laughs) That's the beauty of life. Ingest, reflect, and modify. (laughs) Right, that's number seven, build community relationships. Number eight, enjoy a day of something new. The party is on December 10th, a couple weeks away. It's around the holidays. I imagine there will be snow on the ground and it will be just about time for things to go dormant before checking out for the winter. <laughs> Explore something new. Uh, if there's a curiosity about how this event is going to turn out, what 3H2 Humans is, those things nurture that curiosity. And there may be little things such as never participating in an event. We welcome volunteers, businesses, organization. We have our arms open. Anyone out there who feels the way I do, that sometimes the entrepreneurship journey is a bit isolated. Let's change that, at least for one day. Let's all come together and explore something new and recognize that it's new. That's a big part of conscious awareness is to be at the party. Let go of the negative end of the continuum and focus on the positive. What can be gained from a new experience? And perhaps there's an entrepreneur or organization out there that wants to do something similar to this, to throw a grand opening party and announce presence within the community. Come to the event, take notes, apply what works and change what doesn't and then invite me to that event. (laughs) Because I do really enjoy grand parties and events and where people get together and share some sort of pink zone. 
So number eight, enjoy a day of something new. Come to our pink zone and view the world through our eyes. Ingest what this event is for what it is. Then the next day, reflect on what worked well and what could have been changed and then modify. In the future, if there's an event, apply what was learned. Number nine, exposure to novel mindsets and people. This ties in with enjoying something new is that it's something. So it's an event. But on a smaller scale, examine the mindsets and people who are at the event. Evoke critical thinking. Engage in conscious communication. Allow this to be a safe place to speak one's mind. Being a bit of a weirdo bajirdo, <laughs> I often feel like I need to filter what I say, what I think, and it's incredibly exhausting to speak to someone and filter me through them rather than me. So what I mean by that is each human has their own stereotypes, stigmas, past experiences, which create that individual perspective. Be open to other people's individual perspectives. Give people the benefit of the doubt and allow this to be a safe place for individuality, unique thought, and weirdo bajirdos. Because <laughs> there are a bunch of us out there. We tend to hide, but we're there. <laughs> and allow this day to be a day of exposure to novel mindsets and people. Number 10, explore philosopher Pliny the Elder. When this party first began, it was going to be a Pliny party. And it was all based around Pliny the Elder beer and Pliny the Elder philosopher. We have since pivoted because most people don't even understand 3H2Humans, <laughs> let alone what a Pliny party is. And I recognize this, that it was time to take a step back. And I feel like that's what Pliny the Elder, the philosopher, would have done. I encourage people to look into his work. He is responsible for one of the first known documentations of the word hops. And also, he contributed to what is an encyclopedia, some sort of book of definitions and explanations for things that at the time were not explained or put into writing. And he lived during AD. So I believe his life was from the 20s AD to the 70s AD. So this is a long time ago. But his life path is similar to mine, where he craved documentation of knowledge because that's what helps a society benefit and grow, is some sort of reference, some sort of pink zone tangible item where someone can explore it without the creator there. And that's a huge part of what 3H2Humans is based off of, is how can information be used without us, without me or Mustachio or someone else? Many of the systems I've come across require somebody to do something. I think this is of the old world. So for instance, many life coaches and mentors, instead of having prices and services on their website, Potential customers have to email them. It's like, email me for information about mentoring. Well, then I have to formulate my questions. Then I have to wait for a response. And then each response is going to be different. It just, 
it seems like to be needed in a process is kind of foolish. And it's tough because the ego wants to be needed. The ego wants to feel important and that this person won't be granted access to my thought seeds unless they go through me because it's my information. I don't believe information is that way. Information is for everyone. That's another reason why we did this podcast to broadcast our notes and uh, how the sausage is made. That's where the magic is. And also with the cognitive discovery game, that's something that people can do without me or without any other of the 3H2 humans. As opposed to, again, traditional mentoring or psychological counseling requires that person to be present. We've devised games and systems to where we are obsolete. I'm not needed. And that's how I want things to be. I don't want to be needed. I want to be like Pliny the Elder. I want to document and give. And I recently, (laughs) with all the stress, uh went to a new therapist. Every couple years, I like to do a tune-up and see a therapist and talk about what's going on in my life and workshop my individual perspective to reach a shared reality. So to get out of my own head, to get someone else's perspective. Over time, I have found the therapy process to be incredibly inefficient. And when I went to the therapist, She wanted to know backstories, and she had asked over two sessions, probably about four times, so why are you here? In like a dramatic way. Well, why am I here? Because I want to improve. Why does anyone go to therapy? Or why does anyone conduct themselves in self-improvement behavior to improve? And to say specifically, I'm here for this one thing, I think is illogical because humans are like a finely tuned machine. There may be stress and strain in one part, but it's affecting the entire machine. So to have a holistic approach, look at the person as a whole, I think is more beneficial than one specific reason. So the uh, therapy sessions didn't work out. (laughs) I gave it two shots, went twice, but It wasn't as helpful as the cognitive discovery game. For me, that's a more beneficial form of therapy than paying $100 an hour to tell someone about my childhood. I don't think that's going to help me. What I do think will help me is applying critical thought and new perspectives to what's currently going on. And that's what the cognitive discovery game does. It's through randomization. And in some ways, that's what therapy is based on. Random perspectives. The therapist is going to prime for some sort of new thought to get someone out of their rut or past ways of thinking. I believe this can be done on an individual basis. I don't think a person needs to pay $100 an hour to receive an outside introspective thought seed. I am motivated by Pliny the Elder's work and his mental process. I do encourage people to look into the work of Pliny the Elder and think, what would our culture be like if more people were like him? If more people wanted to explore the world and then put it into some sort of format 
where anyone can access it. And I also encourage entrepreneurs to do the same. If an email is required to get information, perhaps change that process. And it's tough, but put the ego in check. Recognize that we as human individuals are less important than we think. (laughs) We can contribute to processes, but to have ourselves as leaders be required, I think is foolish and counterproductive. Ah, yes, Mustachio brings up a saying. If someone has done a good job, it's as though they did nothing at all. That's my train of thought. I want it to be as though I'm not even there. To me, that's success and knowledge and growth is to render myself obsolete. <laughs> Oi! <laughs> that, that was a tough pill to swallow, but I, uh, I recognize it now, that it's a necessary part of this journey. And I believe Pliny the Elder may have picked up on that thought seed too. It's better to be obsolete than to hinder the efficiency of knowledge. Let's, as 3H2Humans, increase the efficiency of knowledge. We live in a tech revolution, an amazing time right now. The world is one of the safest, most healthy times, and yet there's a large focus on what's wrong. Let's not focus on that. Let's focus on what's right. Even though there is no right and wrong, (laughs) let's focus on what benefits people rather than what hinders them. All right, that's number 10. Explore philosopher Pliny the Elder. So the 10 list for today on this lovely Thanksgiving morning is number one, 3H2 Human Spokane Grand Opening. Number two, fall to winter transitional thoughts. Number three, learn from trial and error. Number four, meet and mingle with 3H2 humans. Number five, raffle, catering, and silent auction. Number six, local business and nonprofit participation. Number seven, build community relationships. Number eight, enjoy a day of something new. Number nine, exposure to novel mindsets and people. And number 10, explore philosopher Pliny the Elder. Okay, so that was the 10 list for today's episode. We are recording this at about six o'clock in the morning on Thanksgiving Day. This year, Brian and I are hosting Thanksgiving and he needed to get up at four in order to put the turkey on the smoker. And I'm a bit like a dog. (laughs) If there's some sort of alarm or some time that I need to be awake, I tend to wake up a little bit before that time. So I anticipated the alarm to go off at four and I woke up at about 3.30. I did a mental path of the day and recognized that in order for me to fully enjoy today, Thanksgiving with my family, I needed to get this recording done and get this off my plate so that I may fill my plate with Thanksgiving joy. (laughs) And my parents are in town, which I'm very happy about. Family is a big 
part of who I am and how I define success. In order for me to be successful, I seek balance between my work life and my personal life. And this is incredibly challenging. And oftentimes it requires me to do stuff like this. Wake up at 3.30 on Thanksgiving day in order to get my work done so that I can enjoy time with family. And last night was quite fun. It was the pre-Thanksgiving festivities. We hung out here at the house and I wanted to think of a way that we could interact as a family in the pink zone and enjoy each other's company without watching TV or doing some sort of mindless activity. I wanted us to have a mindful activity. So we played Timeline. In earlier episodes, we talked about five games and one of the games was Timeline. It is available at Uncle's Games here in downtown Spokane. That's where I bought it. It's in the same building as Auntie's Bookstore. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cute. Auntie's Books and Uncle's Games. I, I think that's a beautiful business model. It's very quaint and comforting to have personal family designations and a business name. And I wanted to apply that same down-home feeling to our Thanksgiving festivities. So I busted out the timeline game Americana. So Mustachio says to clarify what timeline is. It's a card game. It's around $20 or so, so it's worth the purchase. Worth its weight in gold. (laughs) And uh, my dad is a bit of a history buff. And the game is set up to where it's cards. On one side of the card is an event. So for instance, one of the cards we pulled last night was the eruption of Mount St. Helens. And on the other side is the year the event occurred. So the object of the game is to put the card in the correct spot on the timeline. So let's say there was the first moon landing. That was a card that was down. That happened before the eruption of Mount St. Helens. So the eruption card would fall after the first moon landing. So it's pretty much guessing where events occurred relative to one another. So a person doesn't necessarily need to know the exact year, but where approximately it fits with the other cards that are laid down. So we played Timeline and it was a blast. We played several rounds and it was one of the most fun events I've done with my family in a couple years where we were all involved and we didn't quite go by the rules. Uh, My mom stood by the fireplace and kept warm and kind of chimed in on what she thought while the rest of us placed our cards. So it was an interactive thing. And sometimes it's okay to change the rules of a game to fit a situation. And the game evoked critical thought in a pink zone, tangible way, where we were all focused on events in history, as opposed to some terrible thing that is occurring in the media. Traditionally, I go to California for Thanksgiving and I drive. 
And when I drive, I listen to NPR and some of the news stations to gauge where popular media's focus is. And each time I drive back, there's sound bites for some terrible thing that's going on. Some shooting or bombing or threat, some just negative thing. And I don't understand why the media focuses on this. Because each year, it's a different tragedy, and the tragedy before is forgotten. So it's just a constant cycle of embracing tragedy. I do not think that is a healthy form of content ingestion. So we talk about on 3H2Humans, mentortainment. Mentortainment is about growth and about positive things in the community. Mass media right now is not about that. (laughs) I wanted to change this because when I do go back to California for the holidays, I listen to the terrible things that are going on on the radio on the way down, and then I arrive, and then Fox News is on in the background, and it's, oh my gosh, did you hear about this terrible thing? And that's not my pink zone. That's not what I want. And since Brian and I are hosting this year's Thanksgiving, we wanted to take control of the environment and put a positive twist on things. And Timeline offered that. Within the game, it's often inventions and positive things that happened in culture. And it involves critical thought to think, when did this happen? How did it affect me? in more of a reflection type way than in a real-time sensationalized manner. And I do hope we will play Timeline again today. And I do strongly recommend this for other people's family events because it's difficult, especially with the generation gaps. I'm 34, so I'm at a stage in my life where sometimes I need to be the adult with my parents and I guide and I'm the leader. And I wanna stay true to my morals and ethics and what I believe is fun and entertaining rather than a perceived idea of what society says is fun and entertaining during Thanksgiving. So (laughs) come to the 3H2 Humans grand opening and go to Uncle's Games and purchase Timeline and bust it out at the next holiday event. I think it's a wonderful way to bring family together in a more reflective, critical thinking way than just watching TV or gossiping about other family members. That's not very interesting for me. I like to be in the present moment with those I'm around. And also timeline has a very short learning curve. That's one thing about family games. Sometimes it's frustrating to learn how to play the game. Timeline, it's just looking at a card and placing it down. (laughs) Very simple. (laughs) Even with a few holiday cocktails, uh, most people can manage learning and playing the game. So that is Timeline. Awesome family fun. And for the announcements, uh, check out the website, the 3H2Humans org has been dramatically changed. The about, the store, the jargon, we've invested many hours into creating a resource 
for people to enjoy themselves without us. So gain our thought seeds and explore new perspectives through the five lists on the website, the 10 lists, the listener challenges. Oh my gosh, that's right. Mustachio says we don't have a listener challenge for this episode. Okay, so how about the listener challenge is to engage in family fun in some sort of present moment way. Play timeline or build gingerbread houses. Whatever it may be, some sort of hands-on activity which brings people together in the pink zone and within a present moment reality. Time is precious and I want to live a life with no regrets. I want to look back and say I did my best each and every day. And at each and every family event, I put forth effort to know who my family is in the present moment rather than stereotyping who they used to be 10 years ago, recognizing who my family members are today. So that's the listener challenge. Engage in present moment activities with family. Do something. We talk about the doobie doobie do process, about doing and being. I think family time is a time for doing and engaging one another. Okay. (laughs) And for other announcements, we have received a couple thousand dollars in donations. A big thank you to everyone who has donated. That's another aspect of the website which has been updated. Check it out in the store. There's a donate in place of section. Look at those. They're kind of like mini listener challenges. The small one is a donation for $15 instead of takeout food. So create a healthy meal item with pre-existing food. So a covered creation as opposed to buying takeout. This is often beneficial for the individual who cooks healthy known food rather than ambiguously seasoned and salted and all that stuff, takeout food. And especially being a vegetarian, a lot of sauces and things have meat juice. And oftentimes there's a bit of anxiety for me, wondering, is this really vegetarian? And uh, remove that ambiguity. Donate $15 to 3H2Humans and partake in this listener challenge. Forego takeout food or fast food during a lunch break. And that's what the donate in place of challenges are all about. How can pre-existing funds be allocated in such a way where it benefits the individual and society as a whole? Also, we are hiring for many open positions, a podcast engineer. I would like to remove much of the tech side of the podcast and put that into someone else's hands. We would like to change the opening song and and really step up our game. And I don't have the mental energy or capacity to learn how to do all that stuff. And we're in a position now where we can hire. So send an email or stop by the office, come to the party, whatever it may be, reach out to us. If there is anyone out there who has some sort of skill 
which may be beneficial to our organization. And that about wraps it up for today. We hope that everyone has a happy and enjoyable and pink zone Thanksgiving and rest of the holiday season. Ooh, yes, Mustachio reminds me, we have placed an Inlander ad. The Inlander is a local free paper that has events and articles relative to the Pacific Northwest. This is the first advertising we've done. And I'm very curious to know how many new listeners out there saw the ad and became interested and listened to the show. So please shoot me an email. Just just let me know. Hey, I saw the ad, checked it out. This is new for us. We want to know if advertising works, if it does tantalize people into wondering what 3H2Humans is. We are all about feedback. The um, Mastermind Symposium of Infinite Possibility. That's what it's about, is gaining multiple perspectives to reach a heightened state of understanding, whatever that subject may be. A favorite quote of mine is, one of the greatest things about the human mind is that it's infinitely upgradable. We want to upgrade. And the fastest way for us to upgrade is feedback from listeners and people in the community. So send an email or leave a three by three review. Engage with us. Become a part of what 3H2Humans has become. (laughs) Mustachio and I would like to wish everyone health, happiness, and a humble perspective Diligence today equals a thriving community tomorrow. Enjoy.